Father, we thank you for your word, for revelation, truth, God. Father, the things that we end up doing and, and saying and f following along with in the world that come against your word, that we get caught up in traditions and, 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 and the attributes of man and all the little things that seem like not to be a big thing. But when you show them, when you put your uh, hand upon them, when you show them that these are seeds of the devil, these are curses, these are little um, things that spoil the vine. Father God, we ask for a abundance of truth and power. We don't understand what's going through through the, through the wrestling seasons, through the fire of God, what you're about to do because we have our mind so entangled with the things of this world. But Father God, what if, and, and, and it will be that we will do the things that your word says we'll do. We will act like Jesus acts. We will go and be and do what he does and did, Father God. We will be that, what he is and what he wants us to be. Father, we thank you for your fire, for your anointing, and for your truth, God. And for not other things that break traditions and the actual behaviors and the habits of man and religion that begin to irk us and shake us and make us understand that we cannot do what the world does and we're supposed to be different and examples of the way that our master is. And we call him Lord, but we do the things that we want to do and we act like the dead. But we are not to act and be like the dead. We are to be like the living. Let us live today in truth and live and, and be hidden in Christ and put on Christ and make no provisions for the ways of man, no provision for the, for the traditions and the dead things of man in Jesus' mighty name. Today's message is called R.I.P. Rest in Peace. This phrase is used for bad situations. But is there really a rest if you do not know Christ? Right? How many times do people die and everybody all of a sudden goes, rest in peace. Goes on Facebook, rest in peace. Goes everywhere, goes to a funeral, and the preacher's telling the rest in priest whether he knows anything about their spiritual life, knows anything about their family, starts to speak good things, tells everybody, you know, what a good person this, what a good person there was, even no matter how bad they were, traditions of man, no matter how much uh, problems they had, no matter what, this false security, this lie that gets put on everybody to make them have a false uh, happiness and a false peace. Believe me, that's why I don't like to go to funerals and stuff because I don't want to be real. Because you, you better stay away from those places if you, if, if you really want to please God. The things Jesus never, never did, why do we do them? Traditions, religion, trying to, man pleasing, pleasing man, doing this, doing that. And why would you wear all black if it is something that's a good thing? Traditions of man. But we're going to go even deeper into this rest in peace. Because the only way to rest in peace is to pick up your cross. You can rest in peace daily. It's in Christ. The biggest illusion is speaking and lying about a rest that is not real. Can you imagine how many people that are trying to make people feel good today? It seems so honorable. But Jesus did not do that. We must be like Him. 
What did he say though? Let the dead bury the dead or let the dead bury their dead. Wow, that's pretty mean. <laughs> that seems pretty, pretty uh, extravagant. It seems pretty radical. And, how, and today, if people said that, they would call you unloving, unkind, unmerciful, very hard. Matthew 8, 19-22, And the certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and, and, and have holes, and the birds have, have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. In other words, you don't know what it's going to be like to follow me in the natural realm. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first. Now the other guy's like, oh, well, I want to follow you, but let me uh, go bury, be with my family, be with my, my uh, father in his last days, or be with my grandfather or whatever in his last days on the earth or or maybe there is a funeral going on and he's like well wait let me you know take a little leave of absence and go to this funeral which i don't believe that's the actual thing that was happening he was trying to say about let me go bury my father like let me spend the last couple years with him he's old and then i'll you know then i'll do it we always want to plan for doing something with jesus you know let me do this and when i have this or when i have enough money when i have enough time you know when i have a family you know that's how it goes you know when i when when i when i do this and, and it's always now with god now with god he doesn't want us to put off we must follow him now because tomorrow is never promised to anybody and another of his disciples said that and jesus said to him follow me and let the dead bury their dead. So we're not supposed to bury dead people. We can celebrate. And it was a, it was a state of a, it was a phrase really. Because of course we're to put people on the ground. But it's not a ceremony. It's just putting them, putting the seed finally in the ground for it to go back to dust. Because this is what. The, the, the word even says to do. But Jesus said to him, follow me, let the bed, dead bury their dead. But in, in Luke 9, it says it a little bit different. And it came to pass that as they went their way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said unto the fox, have holy. He said the same thing. And he said unto him, another said, he said unto another, follow me. But he said, Lord, suffer me first. Let me go first and bury my father. And Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their dead. But then he added this on in Luke. But go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Preach the kingdom of God. Don't preach funerals. Don't preach Dead things, the dead things, don't do all these traditions that we do, but preach the kingdom of God. Churches on every corner do funerals for people they don't even know. This is unbiblical against the New Testament, but they call it admirable. Let the family do whatever they do. Whatever you have to do in things, but let the dead. But this is such a deep spiritual matter here. This isn't even about the flesh, but it so much is. But when we take it into the spiritual realm, but about the flesh, it's so, it, it is because 
We can have a peace in this flesh when we are dead in Christ. Because we can rest in peace today. We can rest in peace today. And that's what God wants us to do. But how dare us telling someone that's been serving the devil their whole life, rest in peace, they're in a better place. We have all these things. Oh, they're... Things are better for them now when we don't even know because there is no peace in hell. There is only torment away from God. The only peace we can have is to get it now, here and now, in Jesus Christ. Everybody thinks your peace comes after you're dead. No, your, the glory comes after you're dead. The peace should be right here because if you don't have peace now, you'll never have peace to come. You have to maintain peace now to be living with peace forever because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And there's no other peace outside of Christ. And Jesus said Let unto him, No man, having put his hands to the plow, looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Any man putting his hand to the plow, looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. The depths of what he was saying, how he, it was so insulting, how insulting it must have been to, to, the, to the guy. Hey, you have no respect for my father? Wow, the lack of compassion. What, an, what a bad man Jesus must have sounded like. Today people would proclaim him as a selfish and very unreasonable man. That's what religion will always do. Always make an excuse about bowing to Baal. Always make an excuse about bowing down to, to man's emotions. Bowing down to situations. Coming low. But I, he was very compassionate. But he understood it was more important about eternal life and getting people to have peace now than giving them a lie about their future. About spending your earthly time with someone when you can be apart from them forever unto death. Jesus said, let the... Let the first, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. Let it be done and said unto you now that the only peace you can have is the kingdom of God. Preach the kingdom of God. You go preach the kingdom of God at funerals, it'll be the last funeral they ask you to speak at. Because they want to put an illusion over everyone. They want to, it's okay, it's so selfish because it's all about man's emotions. But instead of using situations that can get people to repent and see the truth. How much do you hold the truth is how much you speak the truth. And if you're not willing to speak the truth, the truth that you hold is worth nothing. But it's His ways. And He did it, and everything He did was with compassion. But not in the religious mindset of what compassion looks like to them. He did it with full composure. He did it with understanding. He did the things that he said and did with the fruit of the Spirit every single time. But you would never see Jesus going to a funeral or lying or telling everyone they're in a better place. He would rather not say anything. See, when we give people false hope, false things, we're lying. We lie to people all the time and we think it's good for them. But it's not. If we lie to the people, we're lying to ourselves because we're believing a lie. Because we're actually thinking, if we make people feel good right now, it's better for them. Just making people feel better is not always better. 
It's man-pleasing. And it's all in the system of religion today. Or in the world, they would expect that. The world is going to do that, but I'm saying Christians and brothers and believers do it because they are so um, um, in-depth, they're so brainwashed into the world system that they do the, 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 the fake, the false love things that the world does. Because their mindset is skewed. Luke 24, 1-6 Upon the first day of the week, in the early in the morning, it came to the sepulcher, and they were preparing spice, spices, and they had prepared, and a certain others with them, and they found the stone was rolled in the sepulcher. And they entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. He was gone. And they entered in, and it came to pass that there they were much perplexed there. Behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. They walked in expecting to put spices on Jesus and to um, do stuff to his dead body. And he was gone. We got to be gone that Christ can be in us. We have to be gone, walking dead, to only be walking alive. To be walking dead is to be walking in peace. To be dead in Christ is to be alive in the world, true life. See, there's a problem with when Jesus is saying, let the dead bury their dead, and he was not talking to the world even. They were all Jewish people already. They were doing these religious uh, ceremonies and believing things just because they were sons of Abraham, they were in heaven. But Jesus says it's not so anymore because without faith in me and without the blood and without being born again, you'll never have peace. So they had these two men, which obviously were angels, I would assume. But it just says these two men shining with shining garments stood by them. And they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth. And they said unto them, Why? Why do you seek the living amongst the dead? Many people seek Jesus in dead churches. Many people seek Jesus in dead people. Why do you seek the living amongst the dead? Jesus always said that as well. Why they why do we seek the living amongst the dead? Why do we seek the living amongst religion? Why do we seek the living among traditions of men? Jesus even said to them, Your traditions bring the kingdom of God to no effect. Your traditions, your ways, your thinking stops the kingdom of God and stops those that are wishing and wanting to enter in. Stop seeking the living amongst the dead because that's what's going on all around us. Religions and titles and all those things and, and fake houses made of cards. Afraid and they bowed down their faces and they said unto them, Why you seek the living amongst the dead? Jesus was gone. So he, and they were standing there, probably obviously knowing that this people were going to come and they were going to give them a visitation. 
a holy visitation. He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke unto you when he was yet in Galilee. When he talked about being risen from the dead, the resurrection. But all of us know when Jesus was walking on earth, he was already dead to this world, dead to the things, dead to the traditions, dead to anything, fulfilling righteousness in his earthly body. So, and when we're in Christ, we're filling the righteousness in him. He had peace amidst any storm that came upon him. He had peace in the, in the storm when the disciples were fearing him. And he said, and he would, would rebuke them and would say to them, don't you remember what I did over here? Don't you remember? And then he would say to them, you of little faith, fear not, for I am with you. Now he's with us in spirit, but we must believe at all times. John 6, 38 through 71, for I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me, the will of the word that was written, now we are written in the Word as well. We must do that Word if we are going to be the sons and daughters of God. Because we're written even in the Word too. Our future is in the Word of God. And in Revelations it's written for us. And it is written even in Romans we are written. For if we are the sons of God, who are the sons of God? Those that walk in the Spirit and do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Those that live in the Spirit have peace. In the Spirit is peace. The, the world will go and try to see some New Age guru or whatever and have a false sense of getting in their own spiritual state. But it's all a, a mirage of the true peace because the only peace we have is in Jesus. The Bible says that He is the Prince of Peace. So, the devil will like you to believe that the peace will come out here when people start killing everybody, but that'll never happen. When there'll be no more wars and rumors of wars and all these things, that'll never happen. Even when they lie to you and say there's going to be peace, it's, not, it's a lie. Jesus said, if you want to find peace, it's in me. And when you find me, you find peace and you find rest. So to rest in peace is to rest in the finished work of the cross. Is to rest in Jesus. Is to obey Him and to walk in the Spirit. And this is the only thing that gets difficult is staying in Him and fighting and ignoring the devil who is the prince of the air. The prince of the airwaves, the prince of the voice that we hear in our fleshly body because he speaks through the sons of disobedience. He speaks through the media. He speaks through Hollywood. And he speaks even through brothers and sisters that don't have an understanding of things and speak through the, through the doorway of fear. Because even Peter spoke through the doorway of fear because he was speaking through his own fleshly knowledge at that time. And he said... Because his fear of not having Jesus with him anymore and Jesus leaving him, he spoke something just like they do at funerals when they say rest in peace or he's in a better place. No, Jesus, that shall not be so. You will not die. We need you here. So he was speaking through a false security 
not out of peace and, and trust and rest. And then Jesus rebuked them and he said, get behind me, Satan, because those were not, those were words of, to make you fleshly feel better, but they were words that are from the prince of the air. Satan is the prince of the air. But when God speaks through his disciples, through his followers, through his anointed, it shakes all those other. His voice is above every other voice. But in the atmosphere we live in, it's been given over to Satan now, but Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Satan is the father of lies. So, raised him up in the last days and, and sent him and everyone that sees the Son and believes on him will have everlasting life. And I'll raise him up on the last day just as I will be raised up on the third day, or some say the fourth day, I'm not, whatever it was, raised up. And the Jews murmured at him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, it, is it not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know, we know? How is it that when he saith, I come down from heaven? Jesus, therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not amongst yourselves. See how they were so blinded because we see it in Isaiah and we see it throughout the Bible and in Psalms, the way Jesus would come and the way He would be. But they knew the Bible, but they didn't know the spirit of the Word. Everything was different in their thinking. And that happens today with the Bereans and the others that try to understand the word by the letter only and not the spirit. And Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Murmur not among yourself that no man can come unto me except the Father which has sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day too. And it is written in the prophets, And they shall be taught of God every man. Therefore say, Hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man has seen the Father, save he which is of God. He has seen the Father. Verily I say unto you, he that believes on me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat bread in the wilderness and are dead. Right there is the key. Eat his flesh and drink his blood. That's where peace is too. Feasting on him, not on the things of the world. The media the news, the, the thing is we want to eat from two tables and think we're going to have peace, but we become double-minded because on one, we know that we know that, yeah, it's going to be alright because we know Him, but it's not really alright because we're already being weighed down by all the airways. The Prince of the Airways is making us very unsettled, very at, not at rest. We're always trying to figure out what's going to happen tomorrow. But the Bible, it's all written what's going to happen tomorrow. Whether we live or die, we will be with Him forever if we're born again. That's where your peace is, in the spiritual realm. This is the bread that come down from heaven, that a man may eat therefore and not die. Eat for and not die. Even though we die, we'll never die because we're eating the bread of life, the bread of peace, the bread of sin sincerity and truth. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If any man eat this bread, 
he shall live forever. He shall be in peace. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews did for strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Carnal thinking. And then Jesus said, And the very last thing, Except you eat my flesh and the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you shall have no life in you. Whosoever eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. Who is he? The pr Prince of Peace. Who is he? How can you rest in peace? You can't rest in peace even when you're dead. You'll never rest because your soul will never rest. Because it's torment or glory. Torment or glory. There's no resting in hell. There's no resting in torment. And some people can't rest now because they're being tormented because of fear that comes from hell. The devil. The liar. The thief. He, the thief that comes to steal your rest. The thief that comes to steal your peace. The thief that comes to steal your joy. He doesn't just come and steal things in the natural. He comes to steal your rest. The living Father has sent me and I live by the Father. So he that eateth me shall never, he shall live by me. He that I am the bread which came from heaven. Not what your fathers did eat manna, the bread, and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. The bread is the word of God. We eat his word. Not mixed word. Not leavened bread. Not the bread of, not the, bread of the Pharisees and the bread of Herod. But the bread of Jesus. The living bread. The real bread. The, the word of God in spirit. The word of God in, in peace. The word of God in truth. And they heard this saying, and it was a hard saying, who can hear it? When Jesus knew himself, the disciples murmured and said unto them, does this offend you? What if you shall see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit that quickeneth the flesh. See, the people in the law don't understand this. The flesh Prophets nothing. For the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. You can read the Bible all day long and do nothing and you can still be dead. You can read the Bible day and night, but if you don't have the peace of believing it, of entering in behind the pages, of entering in to the bowels of eating the guts of Jesus, the whole, everything about Him, you will not have peace and you will die. They were eating the law of Moses for 40 years and they died in the wilderness. Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life more abundant. He wasn't talking about fancy houses. He was like, the, the life of peace and joy. 
And no matter what's happening in the world, I am the peace. You cannot mix it. I am it. You can't drink the blood of goats and cows and religions and drink my blood at the same time anymore. There's no more mixed blood. It's the blood of the Son of God, the Word that came from heaven, the Word that became flesh and dwelt among us and spoke to us because there's no way to love unless you have peace. There's no way people want what you have unless they see joy in you in peace. The world is going to get more and more restless, striving, trying to figure things out while we just rest and wait on Him. But there is some that believe not from the beginning. They believe. And he said, from the beginning, we that believeth not. And who should betray him? And he said unto, therefore I said unto you, let, that no man that come unto me, except it were given unto him to my father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more with him. And we all think that's very interesting because it's verse 666. Man turns back because they don't want rest. 666. Man does it their own way because they want, they, they don't understand. 666. John 666. Man turns back because they cannot understand it. Nicodemus turned back because he didn't understand it about being born again. But he had to eat his flesh and drink his blood to have rest to trust him. See, when you trust, you rest. When you do not trust, you try to figure things out in your carnality. But while you're trying to figure everything out in your carnality, you're never at peace. And without peace, you cannot rest. You can be up doing everything you're supposed to be doing and be resting. Then Simon Peter answered and said, Whom, whom shall we go? And, and then, well, Jesus first said, after he saw many that weren't very closer to him walk away and said, this guy's, in other words, he's crazy. He's wacko. I mean, we like what he was saying, but now like, we can't do what he wants us to do to obtain what he's saying. But we got to understand, he never said we're going to do it in our flesh. We're going to do it in him. He's going to do it. He's always saying, he was always pointing people to the Father. The Father. And Jesus said unto the twelve, Will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered, because Simon knew it wasn't, Simon knew it wasn't about that. And he said, To whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of life, the words of rest, the words of peace. Because life is peace. Life is life. It's See, you can be alive in this earthly body and be dead. Life is Christ. Life is eternity. Life is not what the, the, the devil and the prince of the air tries to explain to you what life is. Life is enjoyment and getting things and having the, the abundance of the fat of the land. No, that's not life. That's just excess and that's just the blessing from God. But life is Christ. Life is eternal, eternal. Life is being born again, because if you're not born again, you'll never have life, no matter how much you think 
you feel alive because the devil will make you in new age and make you in false reality, make you think that everything's okay. That's how he deceives the whole world. And they take the mark of the beast because their focus is on 666 and not on 777, the finished work of the cross. He that believes that our Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus answered them, I have not chosen, have I not chosen you twelve, and one of you is the devil. And he spoke of Jesus Christ, the Son of Simon, for he that will betray him being one of the twelve. Religion cannot save us. Works cannot save us. False hope cannot save us. Only being born again. This is why he wants us to be separated unto peace. Be ye holy, for I am holy. When everything's under your feet, you're at peace. When you're seated with Christ in heavenly places, you're at peace. When you know that you know that you know that everything's going to be okay, you're at peace. It's when you try to hold on to this life, hold on to your own ideas, hold on to making people feel good in the natural when you know it's a lie. You can't live at peace when you know you're fooling people. And it, it seems so admirable, but you're lying. Rest in peace. The person was doing seances to the devil the night before. How's he resting in peace? That's why we need the real gospel. But Christ, in Christ we rest and, in, and rest in peace even now. And I remember when I was first born again because I was striving, doing all these things because I wanted to read this. What am I going to do, God? What am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to be? And then at that time, when you're focused on all that stuff, you end up... Uh, 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 are really not being happy, striving. And then uh, struggling and striving, struggling and striving. And then God, because it, rest comes in giving Him everything, all of your heart. So God gave me this open vision. And I was sitting there in a, in a like couch, and it's actually the couch that I had. But He gave me a vision of me laying there. But... In me, all of my flesh was off my body. All I had was all the organs were showing. It was like, talk about 10 times more in-depth than anything you can see from those sideshows about science and all that stuff. But it was like a couple years back, you saw that thing that they had created. It was like the most accurate thing there. Well, this was like even more than that. And in this dream, or not dream, but it was a quick vision, I was... My heart was being pulled out of my chest. And I was like, look, if you looked at that in the natural, it was all, oh, that must be horrible, painful, and no flesh. Can you imagine? You saw the skin off your body, how that must feel. And then, but I was very, sitting there resting with a big smile on my face. And then I woke up, or, or the vision, and then God spoke to me. Give me, die to yourself and give me all of your heart and then you'll be happy. Because we try to find happiness in false security, in people, in places and things all the time, but we never find that because you cannot be happy if you cannot rest. When you die in the flesh, it's so deep, so think of these things. Isaiah 9, 2-4, 2-7, sorry. 
The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death. Remember, it's the shadow of death. Though we walk. Right? In Psalms, what he's saying here in Isaiah. The shadow of death, we shall what? Fear no evil. Well, if you're not fearing, I'm, I'm, I'm marrying two different Isaiah and that to him. I'm just bringing you back to Psalms right now. Fear no evil. Because when you fear no evil, you are at peace and rest. See, see, see how it all goes together? If you fear anything, you can't rest. The land of the shadow of death, that's this world. That's what he's talking about. That was that walk in the shadow of death upon, because everybody's fearing everybody before Christ. There was no hope. It's like, live for now because when you die, it's over. And then, But now you find out that you die and it's not just rest in peace and you're just evaporate, we find out that there's a soul that never dies. There's a soul that dies the second death, but death is considered to be torment forever. Death is not something because there can't be any death to your soul because it never dies. But your soul is dead already when anything apart from Christ is dead. That's why he says, depart from you and repent for your dead works. The dead works of funerals, the dead works of tradition, the dead works of religion, the dead works of the law, because now I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. At the same time, for you to have rest. Shadow of death upon them has the light shine. Thou hast multiplied the nations and not increased the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in harvest. In other words, see in harvest, oh, it's harvest. Yay, it's harvest time. Well, we can sell it, we can eat, we can feast, well, we have stuff to trade. That's how the world thinks. Harvest. They joy in harvest. We joy in the harvest of the fruit of the Spirit. The big difference, how man rejoices. And man rejoice when they divide the spoil. See? I got this great business deal. I'm set now. Stocks just split. I got double now. And then they're going to probably go up more and more because they're so little. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, and as the day of the Midian. For every battle of the warrior is confused in noise. Prince of the air. Prince of the air. And garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. For all of a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government, the authority, the rulership, the kingdom, the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace. That's Jesus. We're trying to follow peace by following the devil. By following his false suggestion. It's not like two horns, yeah, I'm going to get... It's like he does things to make you have false... And that's how people are going to end up with the mark of the beast. The prince of peace. Of the increase of the government and the peace shall be the increase of his government and peace, the increase of his authority, his rulership, his reign, his dominion.
shall be no end. <clears throat> His peace shall there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. Take your peace in that. Rest in him. Who is the prince of the air? Or the airwaves? Ephesians 2. And you have he quickened who are dead in their trespasses and sins. See, we're dead even when we're born in this life. We're dead. Adam and Eve were the only ones alive until Christ. And then the only way to be alive again is in Christ. So, dead in their trespasses. Wherefore, in times past you walked according to the course of the world, the ways of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that knoweth worketh in the children of disobedience. Who are the children of disobedience? Even false preachers on TV, false religions. Jehovah, whatever, and you know, they're, they are what? The children of disobedience, because they have no peace. They follow the airways, they follow religion, tradition, all these different things, according to the prince of the power of the air, and the spirit that now works in the children. We know this is the spirit of the Antichrist, the spirit of the anti-peace. Jesus, the prince of peace, the spirit of the anti-peace, the anti-kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Joy, peace, and righteousness. So what will the antichrist do? Come to steal your joy, peace, and your righteousness that you have in Christ Jesus. That works in the children of disobedience. I don't care if they're wearing a robe and priestly garments. It's by the Spirit. By the Spirit, by the fruits, you shall know them. Among them are conversations of the time past and lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and whereby nature the children of wrath, of death, of punishment, of torment, of everlasting fire, even as others. But God, everybody say, but God. But God. Who is rich in mercy, for great in love, love, wherein he loved us, and entered, and when we were dead in sins, has quickened us together with Christ. By grace we are saved. Has quickened us together, that he raised us up together to sit with him, what? In peace. To sit with him in heavenly places. Because when you're on the throne, when God's on the throne, there's nothing under. Imagine, when you rule everything, you're at the most peaceful thing, but you never rule anything on this earth. He rules everything. So when you're in Him, there's nothing to fear. Out of Him, fear is, fear is, fear is evident. That the ages come might show the exceeding riches of His grace and kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace we are saved through faith and not by ourselves, but is the gift of God. Not by works that any man should boast, but for the workmanship created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God has before ordained, we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember that you being in times past as Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision 
by that which is called the circumcision of the flesh made by hands, made by man, made by the works of the flesh, made by striving, made by trying to do, trying to do something when he's did it already. For that time passed without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of the promise, having no hope and without God in the world. No hope without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, yea, who sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the blood. The blood brings you together. Brings you together. And then you eat his flesh. The blood is what makes us one again. Because the blood takes the sin away. And then we become one with Christ. Then we become one with peace. Here it is, right after, verse 14, 13, see, nigh by the blood of Christ, for He is our peace. Right there. He is our peace. Don't try to find peace anywhere, it's Him. He is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of perdition between us and peace, having abolished in the flesh the enmity, the wall of division, the, even the law of the commandments contained in the ordinance, for they make in Himself a bringing together one new man, so making peace. Bringing together one new man, so making peace. And that's why I said, they will become one flesh when God marries a man and a woman. But this is not, I'm not talking about a man who says, I'm talking about the great mystery of the bride in Christ, us marrying peace. We always think about marrying Christ as we're marrying I got to do this, I got to pick up my cross, all this, but peace. Because when we do what he says, we have everything that he, he says we'll have and we'll be in peace. Are the commandments contained in the ordinance for to make in himself twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both God unto, both unto God in one body by the cross having slain the enmity thereof by came and preached peace he came and preached peace to you which were afar off and we saw that in Isaiah now he's peace coming alive came alive and to them that were nigh for through him we both have access by one spirit unto the father the father of peace now, therefore, you're no more strangers to peace, but fellow citizens with rest and peace, which with the saints of the household of God and are, bit, are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building fitly formed together unto the holy temple of the Lord, in whom you also are builded together in the habitation of God through the Spirit. F built together in peace. In peace. The atmosphere. This is where peace is stolen, in the atmosphere. Stolen in where the devil is strolling and roaming and going to and fro to steal your peace. But if you're dead, you're in Psalms 91. See, when you're dead, he cannot take something because it's already given to Christ. You've given everything that's alive 
in the world to Christ. It's dead. When you're, walk, when you're dead, nothing affects you. So you can be alive but be dead, but be alive in Christ, be alive in peace and joy. Galatians 2, 16-21. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith in Jesus Christ, even have believed Jesus Christ, that he might be justified by the faith in Christ, not by the works of the law. For if the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But if, while we seek to be justified, see a lot of people keep, keep seeking to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners. If therefore Christ be the minister of sin, God forbid. For we... For if I build again the things which are destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, am dead to the law. I, through the law, am dead to the law, that I may live unto God. See, you can't live unto God through the law, only through Christ Jesus, through the blood. See, they want to make you do both. Hey, do the law, but have Christ. It's like you can't. You, oh, it's so... They're destroying your peace. These thieves, snakes in the garden. And the devil is the father of the children of disobedience. The snakes of disobedience. Because it seems so too easy. But actually it's not because you have to ward off the devil, the lies, the words, the, all the time. It's, uh, but once you got it and you're resting... He goes away. Resist the devil and he'll flee. He doesn't say, resist the devil and he'll come with 20 more, more and more and more until he gets you. No, resist him and he'll flee. And though the law uh, am dead into the law, that I might be live unto God, I am crucified with Christ. I'm dead with Christ. And he's alive forevermore, so I'm alive forevermore. Nevertheless, I live, yet not, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh... See, he's saying he's dead, really, but he's saying I'm living this life in the flesh, but I'm living it and crucified in Christ. It means I'm dead to the old man, the old natures, and the old sinful man, and I'm resurrected in the new life because now I don't worship fear and follow fear, but I follow life, and I eat, and where his life is in the blood. So I drink his blood and eat his flesh, his word, and I have peace because without peace there is no life. And without life, there is no peace. And without life, there is no joy. It all works together. Faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God by trying to find my peace somewhere else outside of Jesus Christ. I cannot find my peace in trying to do so many things to try to make God happy. For if... Righteousness has come by law. Christ died in vain. Living in the Spirit is living in Christ. To be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. To be absent to the flesh is to be with Christ. He said, come and worship me in spirit and in truth. Put it all together by the revelation of Christ. This is to strive and be in rest with God. Luke 9, 23-25, And he said unto them, If any man come after me, and let him deny himself, take up his cross, take up my identity, take up his cross daily, and follow me. The cross is the covenant. 
Take up my ways, my ways, rest, rest, rest. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whoever try to find his peace will never have it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. Lose it, save it. Keep it, lose it. For what a man advantage if he gain the whole world, false security, false peace, false hope, the lie of 666, can't follow the cross, so I'm going to follow the, the, the easy way, the broad way. Narrow is the way to everlasting life. Broad is the way to destruction where many find it. And lose himself and be a castaway. Peace is only at the cross. Matthew 11, 22-30. He began to unbraid in the cities, and the mighty works were done because they repented not. And he said, like to the United States of America, Woe unto you, Trisa, woe unto you, Bethsaida, for the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon. They would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, I shall be more, it shall be more tolerable in Sodom than in the day of judgment than for you. Are they saying that at the funeral? No. Rest in peace. Well, he's saying if you're not finding Christ here, you'll never have peace and you're not going to rest because there's no rest when you don't have peace. Hitler died and his followers said, rest in peace. That's about how it is when we think we can tell in people like in other words what they're saying is God is a liar and everybody just goes back to this and they don't exist anymore so easy just kill yourself too if you hate this life whatever because after this life there is no afterlife but that is a lie but when Christians do that it's wicked in the in God's eyes some things you can't say because you know it's not true but we go on and do these things. But there is a rest in peace. And you can have it today in Christ. And I say unto you. That it shall be more tolerable than Sodom on that day. of. And he says. Exalted to heaven and brought down to hell. For the mighty works which have been done unto thee. You had been done in Sodom and Gomorrah. They would have remained until this day. But I say unto you. That it shall be more tolerable in the day of judgment than for thee. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent, and has revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for, it, for so it seemed good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me by my Father. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomever the Son will reveal him, come unto me. This is, he's saying they should have repented because now they're going to be in judgment and hell and torment. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest for your weary soul, right? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me the because i am the prince the ruler the author of peace and learn of me for i am meek and lonely lowly in heart and you shall find rest 
unto your souls. Rest in peace now. Don't wait. You should be telling people that are in Christ, rest in peace. Rest in peace. When people are alive, when they're dead, you better, if they're not in Christ, you better not say nothing. But right now, you can tell your brother all the time, rest in peace. They're so in, in, baptized into the world, they're like, what? What do you mean? Am I going to die? Rest in peace. Yeah, hopefully. If you're not dead yet, you better die soon. Because then you'll be in peace. You can rest in peace. you got to be dead to this world, dead to the flesh, dead to traditions, dead to religion, and you will rest in peace. And it doesn't have to be that glue, glory. And why do they put it on a dark spider web grave? All darkness. See the deception? No, rest in peace should be rainbows and fireworks and all the colors and uh, glory. Because you're resting in the kingdom of God. Hebrews 4. And I'm going to close with this last passage. Everybody can stand up. Let us therefore fear, let us therefore fear lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest. See, he left us that promise into his rest. Don't let religion and tradition and all that tell you, oh, that's when you die. No, he said you have to have rest now. You have to have peace now. You have to enter into me now because you will not make it. See, see, he said, there is no peace in this world. I have come to give you peace. No, he's talking about now in this world. Peace is in Christ Jesus. And if anyone should come, seem to come short of it, for unto us the gospel is preached as well as, and they want to go and try to rest on a one day of the week. That's another false, we got to rest every day in Christ or we're not going to make it. Rest on Him, in Him. In Him we live and breathe and have our being, so rest is, peace is in Him. If we don't live in peace, it's because we got out of Him. He is the Prince of Peace. So if you're losing your peace, get back in Him. Because if you are born again, your inheritance is peace. And if you're losing it, the Prince of the Air, not the Prince of Peace, which is on the throne, and the Prince of the Air is under His feet, because He's in another realm of heaven than the enemy in the second heaven, the airways. So, for unto us the gospel is preached, The word is preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into his rest, into his peace. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Why? Because it was predestined. Everything was already done. When Jesus entered in, it was already written. It was already done. It was already finished before He ever died on the cross. Because God is God. He was and is and is to come and evermore. He's the first and last, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning in. And He's always been at peace. For they spoke a certain place on the seventh day, and, the, and this wise, and God did rest on the seventh day from all His works. And if God is resting, and God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one, and we're in Him, then what does that tell you? Somebody will say, the religion was a thousand days a year, this happens, we're going to enter in this, we've got to watch the feast, look at the calendar. No, enter into His rest now. Yeah. 
and find peace. Stop with the nonsense of religion because they're striving and trying to find something and the devil's distracting so many sons of God. Seeing therefore remaineth that some must enter thereon whom it first preached entered not because of unbelief. Believe it! You must believe he is the Prince of Peace to receive the benefits of the cross. You must believe that he rose from the dead that you will rise with him. And it's not limited to a certain day, saying in David, to whom this day among so long a time as it said today, if you hear my voice. Today, if you hear my voice, harden not your hearts, for Jesus has given them rest. Not going to give them rest, has given them rest. Not verb or to be, but now. He said, today, if you listen to me and harden not your heart. And if you harden your heart, you cannot have rest. If you have offense in your heart, you will not rest. If you deny the cross, you will not have rest. If you rebel against Jesus and you rebel against rest and you rebel against peace, you will not have it. Then he would not have spoken this, have spoken of another day. There remaineth therefore the rest for the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest also has ceased from his own works as God did from His. This is not later, now. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into the rest. So let us labor in keeping the prince of the air away from our ears, our spiritual ears, and our spiritual place, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the, God, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even dividing the asunder of soul and spirit. See, the Word of God will separate you. See, your soul's never at peace, but the Word of God will separate you from your soul. It's not literally being separated, but that you in that part. It divides it. The joints in the marrow and the discernment of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his own sight, but all things are naked and open before the eyes of him who have we have to do. Seeing then we have a great high priest, Jesus, Prince of Peace. The high priest is the Prince of Peace that is passed unto the heavens. Jesus, Son of God, let us hold fast our professions of peace, our professions of eternal life, our professions of salvation, our professions of belief, our professions of healing, faith, and glory. For we have not a high priest that cannot be touched by and feeling of our infirmities. So he knows about that. Do not focus on your infirmities, but focus on him. But was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Yet without sin. So if you're in him, then your sin goes away. You get out of him, sin is in the law. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy, and find grace, and peace, and joy, and help in the time of need. Father, we thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. So, Father, teach us, help us, show us how to find you, to be in you in that place that no matter what happens, no matter how much shaking that happens around us, no matter what we hear, we can filter out the things that would steal the seeds of doubt, unbelief, and lies of the enemy, the Prince of the air, that we can block it out, filter out, the filter of faith, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword, the whole armor of God, that we will keep the things away from us as we walk in the Spirit. We put on Christ and make no provisions 
for torment and fear that come from the flesh, but make all provisions to be a holy, for he is holy, set apart unto peace, unto joy, unto righteousness. This is the kingdom of God. And we thank you that you said go and preach the kingdom of God. Not go preach a funeral, but preach life and do not lie. And I pray, Father, that we rest in peace this day in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Show us, teach us. Amen.